listeners, welcome to another edition of Extra Extra, It's All About Whiskey. I am your host, Jason Johnston Yellen, and the pleasure is all mine to introduce my very, very good friend, very, very dear friend. I think dear is even more important than good. Very, very dear friend and business partner, Joshua Hatton, up in Connecticut. Hello, my name is Joshua Hatton, and I approve of your message. Thank you. How's Connecticut <laughs> treating you today? You know, Connecticut is currently like a swamp. I put out my garbage today, and I don't know if the gravitational pull is just stronger here now, or if the humidity level is so high that I just feel as if I'm walking through pea soup. It's pretty terrible. I understand. I understand. We are in the middle of a heat wave in rural Virginia, in the Shenandoah Valley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so yesterday I was sitting outside and it was 94 Fahrenheit, 33 centigrade. Good gosh, that is... And, and, and what, what was the humidity like? I did not check. <laughs> you know, when you grow up in Scotland, you're just used to being wet all the time. And so I didn't really pay attention to it, but it it really did feel hot. And I was just sitting calmly in the shade, uh, drinking iced water mm. from an insulated travel mug. And, uh, and yeah, my dog was outside with me. He loved being outside. He had no interest in going back in the house. Yeah, my cats. We, so we have a, a, a little sunroom off the back of our house like a three season room and my cats will hang out there all day it's like a sauna yeah it is absolutely sweltering seems too hot for those in fur coats but they they, make sense they enjoy it so joshua we get together here every second week to have Mm -hmm. a tight 30 sometimes 35 minute conversation on the latest whiskey news and you know, sometimes it is actually the latest. Sometimes it's from a, <laughs> a, you know, a recent past. The article that I've brought for us today is from the Spirits Business, posted on 29th of June, our very good Jess Lomacy's birthday uh, oh, nice. of 2020. So just, just a few weeks ago. And the author is Nicola Carruthers. Could you, before you read it, could you let our listeners know how the format works? Because there may be some new listeners wanting to know what they can expect. You and I bring a news article to the attention of the other. We read it over the first 15 minutes and then we discuss it and maybe pull out some key points over the second 15 minutes. Having said that, I'm planning on doing it a little bit differently today. (laughs) and you didn't know that so this this article and and let me let me say here i actually had i actually had three articles in the running for coverage today number one i considered as discussing diageo's announcement that they're going to create a paper bottle for johnny walker (laughs) i saw that right but we, we've covered quite a few Diageo stories, and I, I wanted to go in yeah. a different direction. Second of all, I was actually going to cover the story that you and I, that I texted you just the other week, talking about the difficulty Mezcal is currently having in getting to market 
in the United States mm. because yeah. of the shutdown of the, the hospitality industry, right? And the slow yeah. reopening yep. and then the re-re-shutdown of hospitality. Mm. And I thought our listeners would be okay if we did extra, extra. It's all about whiskey and sometimes mezcal because, you know, One Nation Under Whiskey, our last episode was really One Nation Under Rum and our listeners being our listeners were okay with that. But but I, instead, I decided to, you know, we're recording this on July 20. I've brought something that I hope will allow us to have a little bit of fun. And I might be right, and I might be wrong. That's why we do it live. So what I have brought to your attention today, Joshua, okay. is the top 10 best-selling Scotch whiskey brands with numbers just having been released from 2019. Oh, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to hear the list. Right. And this will be really fun to talk about. I enjoy this stuff. So, yes. so my intention for this week is to spend the first half of the podcast that includes this introduction, discussing the first half of the top ten list, and then have the second half of the podcast be a discussion of the second half of the list. How does that sound? My name is Joshua Hatton, and I approve of that. <laughs> Uh, layout plan, <laughs> plan, plan of attack. Yeah, pandemic. So, <laughs> so, and here's the other. Here's the other thing. Before we get started, I read through the first seven. So I read from the top okay. ten to the top four. I have oh, not. Okay. I have not read the top three. So you and I will have that discovery together. Okay, so it goes from number 10 oh, yes. down to number Oh, yes, in classic one. Okay. reverse order. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We will work our way up yeah. the charts, and then we will announce the number one. Okay. okay. So from the good Nicola Carruthers, mm-hmm. despite a challenging year for Scotch in the wake of trade tariffs, the category's top performers have benefited from new regulations and innovative line extensions. Mm-hmm. We... The Spirits Business, take a look at the world's biggest selling brands. And importantly, it's the world's biggest selling brand. So this isn't just a US-focused top 10. Mm. This is a world top 10. And as you're going to see, it's really the top 10 excluding the United States and South Africa. And you know what I mean by that. I do know what you mean by that. So the article begins, Total Scotch whiskey exports by volume grew by 2.4% to 1.31 billion, with a B, 700 mil bottles in 2019, according to HMRC, so government agency, government wing in the United Kingdom, HMRC figures released by the Scotch Whiskey Association. However, export volumes to the US dropped by 7% to, and this is interesting, 127,700,000 bottles last year because of the introduction of a 25% tariff on single malt scotch. You and I are going to assume that that was a little copy-paste error there. 
I think so. Yeah. So let's let's clear it for our listeners really quickly. The reason why Jason separated the United States and South Africa from the rest of the world is because unlike the rest of the world, we use a 750 milliliter bottle or 75 cl. So exactly. it makes sense when they're they're talking about 700 milliliter bottles, but when they've talked about sales being down by seven percent in the U.S. and mentioning 700 milliliter bottles, they must mean 750 milliliter they bottles. Absolutely must. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the 700 mil bottle is not a legal bottle in the United States. It isn't. <laughs> so it, it can, ain't. and they certainly didn't import 127 million illegal bottles. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I <sure hope> not. <clears throat> a slight error there uh, with the spirits business. So the article continues. It was a challenging year for Scotch producers as they faced trade wars, market volatility, and political tensions. Mm. However, <laughs> it wasn't all bad news for Scotch distillers. In June 2019, the rules that govern how Scotch whiskey is made were amended to expand the use of casks allowed for maturation. Mm. Something we know was led by the big players in the category, and you're going to hear a few releases here that have taken advantage of that. Looking go. across our top 10, six brands were in decline with modest growth rates for the world's biggest Scotch brands. So click through to the following pages to discover the largest Scotch brands listed in order of their nine litre case sales. So for the for those listeners yes, yes. who want to know what nine litre case I was going means. to ask you to, to explain that and so I'm glad you jumped into the breach. Right. So a nine liter case basically means it's 12 bottles worth. Sometimes they'll say a 4.5 liter case, which means it's a six bottle case. Awesome. Yeah. Glad you took a second to clarify that. So coming in at number 10, this is one where growing up, this was an aspirational blend around our house. If anybody Mm. ever showed up with this blend, you'd think to yourself, they're doing all right. Well, I, I know that Matthew Reese would say Jacobite. I don't think it's Jacobite. Uh, you could easily answer yes. Jacobite to all 10 spots in this. Um, is, in, it, is it Highland Way? It, <laughs> regular listeners, there's an inside joke for you. Um, in two, This is actually a newcomer to the top 10. In 2018, oh, this is interesting. It actually went down in volume, but entered the top 10. <laughs> it's volume of... Uh, sales have gone down 14.7%. This is interesting. Um, selling 1.9 million nine-liter cases is mm-hmm. bells. Bells. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And That's so that, interesting. And then they, they do a little snippet under each entry. Entering our list at number 10 is Diageo's blended Scotch whiskey brand, Bells. The brand was the only Scotch whiskey to fall by double digits in 2019 after witnessing a decline of 14.7% to 1.9 million cases. Wow. Okay. All right. And so for our geeky listeners out there, Bells, the main malt behind the Bells blend is Blair Athol. Interesting. Interesting. Do you, do you see a lot of bells in the United States? Is it a no, is it a U.S. blend? It, it really isn't. I, I'm not. Maybe it sells here in the U.S., but it surely is not a big brand here in the U.S. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, clicking on to number nine. Moving up one place to mm. ninth position is La Martinique's Bardinet's blended Scotch brand. Label five. Label five. Which, I knew it. I knew which, it had to be that grew by three and a half percent in 2019 and this is one of those great things about you see three and a half percent and you think all right that's that's pretty substantial it's the difference of 100,000 cases so they've they've gone from 2.6 million cases nine liter cases in 2018 to 2.7 million nine liter cases in 2019 so a hundred thousand nine-liter cases is one point two million bottles. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want. I just want to get the numbers out there for people. Okay. Okay. So yeah, That's so hundred thousand, hundred thousand cases can make all the difference. And I'll say this: it says last year the French group updated the bottle design for its core label five expression to enhance its modernity and impact. And the bottle that they have at, in this little graphic shows limited edition. But it's it's kind of snazzy. It's the label five label design that you and I know. But then almost bursting through the middle of the label is a big bold five, and then you know some brighter snaps of color. It's, yeah, I don't know if that represents the overall label redesign, but on that hmm. limited edition, they did a nice job with it. It looks quite nice. There you go. All right. Okay, here's here's one for you. This one is a is a brand I remember from my youth. Nobody ever brought it to parties or anything, but sometimes you'd go to your aunt's house and it would be mm. in the very back of a cupboard that nobody was was drinking. So I, oh, I have a guess. Okay, let me let me see how okay, yeah. I, there's nothing for me to read that doesn't give the game away. I will say this. This has also moved up one spot from nine last year to eighth this year with a 5.2% increase. I am going to guess that it's Clan McGregor. Am I it's right? It's not. It's not. Okay. I think it's a, I think for some markets it's a little more esoteric than even that. It was huh. hugely well known because of the two dogs that adorn its label. Oh, black and white. <laughs> there, there you go. go. All right. There yeah. you go. Yep, absolutely. Black and white. Oh, yeah. Great blend. Yep. Always a solid blend. And I have to say this. In the little marketing graphic that they've used on the slideshow here, yeah. it's a really clean label, clean bottle, really tight packaging. And... I could honestly see myself picking up a bottle of black and white. Again, just like I'm talking about going to your aunt's house and having it in the back of a, of yeah, a cabinet, yeah. I, I don't really see myself drinking it. But it's a pretty little thing to put on a shelf. Yeah, I, I don't know what, it's, what modern black and white whiskey is like, but the old 70s, 80s bottles, they were delicious like really really wonderful little blends and again was that one coming to the united states would you have seen black and white over here oh yeah yep, okay yep most definitely mm. okay um and then the, the little blurb doesn't say too much here also moving up one spot is diageo's black and white blended scotch whiskey which grew a modest 5.2 percent last year in diageo's financial results for the last six months of 2019 black and white was one of the firm's growth drivers in india interesting 
Ah, oh, it's go. so cool. Okay. I love hearing. Yeah, okay, go on. Number seven is something you yeah. are definitely going to know. I have, I have no doubt at all. Dropping one spot to seventh place. It's another Diageo blend. 2018, it sold 3.2 million nine-liter six-packs. In 2019, it fell to 3 million, a drop of 6%. It has two very distinct letters on the label instead of dogs. Oh, jeez, why am I having such a brain for it right now? Uh, oh, J&B? There you go. I knew you'd get that one. Yeah, I knew you you'd go. be all okay. over that one. Yeah. Um, the whiskey has been falling consistently for five years. So J&B is really having difficulty maintaining market share there. Um, I would say so. And then a, an additional little uh, add-on here. In May of last year, Justerini and Brooks, the maker of J&B, brought distribution of the blended scotch brand back in-house after 21 years. And do you have a sense of how many... Uh, Scotch whiskies are in JMB. It's a blend of how many? Oh, jeez, I I don't know. I'm gonna. It'll be a shot in the dark at thirteen. Forty four zero. Four zero. Well, <laughs> you know what? It's Johnny Walker's is what thirty seven <laughs> distilleries. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, JMB. Another right. another funny one that I don't remember really growing up with. Um, as we move into number six, we'll start to hear the first echo. I don't know if it'll be the last, but it's the first echo of that new cask maturation policy that the SWA rubber stamped last year. Okay. Um, you'll, you'll, okay. You'll, you'll never guess what we're, what we're looking at here. Um, this one is just, it's funny because they name the blend, but then they place a photograph of just one option among other blends, all right, from this company. I know that Johnny Walker has been doing some wine cask blends and some... This is even I, more esoteric than that. It's even more esoteric yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, whew, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Okay, so... I'll give you some, some information here. This year's Scotch Whiskey brand champion grew volumes by 6.4% to reach 3 million 9-litre cases in 2019. Okay, last place uh, last year they were in 8th place. This year they're in 6th place. Last year, the Bacardion brand released its travel retail exclusive range, comprising three whiskies aged 21, 27, and 32 years, which have undergone a four-stage oh. maturation process. Is it doers? It is. They just won an award yeah, for their 32-year-old. So as they're busy talking about the doers blend, right, and these different offshoots in the line, the mm -hmm. image <laughs> goes with this sentence. The cask finish series was extended further this year with the launch of eight-year-old mezcal cask finished Doer's Illegal Mezcal. Ah, I heard about that. Right. I, I actually am looking for a bottle. So There yeah, you go. That's so cool. that's the image that they popped on as they were busy talking about mm. Doer's. So okay. that completes the, the number 10, 9, 8, 7, 6 position. We'll be right back with five through the coveted number one. 
Welcome back, Joshua. Good to be back. I missed you during that interlude. I missed myself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I also missed you. <laughs> so, so number five was the reason that I wanted to press ahead with this because I love the image that they chose for this. Mm-hmm. It's another Bacardi brand. Okay. Uh, last year it was in fifth position. This year it's in fifth position. It's overall sales fell 0.6%. Okay. 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 This is one that I'd never seen in my cream puff. And then once I started writing the Good Scotch Drink blog, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I somehow found uh, a commercial for this that featured, and it was so, it was so well done. I'll kilt wearing man doing the famous Sharon Stone leg cross from Basic oh, Instinct. I, rem- I remember that. <laughs> and so on the graphic that they've used, it's funny. It's, it's a very dark image. And then this brand has a white label with a black banner with white lettering for the brand. So think of all that dark background. Your eye really goes to the label. Then there's a, a tumbler with a, a measure in it with some ice cubes. Mm-hmm. Your eye mm-hmm. flows there. It's to the left of the bottle. And as you keep coming left, oh, you see the classic. There's a kilt. There's a sporin. There's a belt buckle. Okay, a very classic. And then I thought to myself, I don't think that fella's wearing a shirt. And, <laughs> and the guy's bare stomach is all you see, but it's behind the lettering on this little ad. And it says, William Lawson's No Rules Great Scotch. <laughs> wow. William Lawson's. <laughs> and so, yeah, Bacardi, if, if you'd asked me who owns William Lawson's, I don't know if I would have come up with Bacardi for that one. I don't know if, I'd have to look up the ad because William Lawson's does not sound familiar right. to me. Right. Yeah. Um, according to a report by Times of India in December 2019, uh, Bacardi is looking to double its whiskey bottling capacity in the country and increase market share through entry-level whiskey William Lawson's. Um, there you go. 2018, it grew 0.3%. 2019, it fell 0.6%. Really, in grand scheme terms, it's pretty flat over those couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see how much of a push Bacardi gives William Lawson's. Well, I think the fact that Times, the Times of India reported on that tells you some of the things you need to know. If you've not heard of this blend, it's because it's probably not big in your market, surely not something in the U.S., unless I'm playing ostrich right now, it's probably a big blend in India. 100%. 100%. And actually, you yep, could yep, pull yep. out the malt whiskey yearbook and you could see uh, just just where William Lawson's is big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, it's yeah. funny, just as we go from number five, William Lawson's, where if you've never seen that famous commercial, it's probably not on your radar. We cut to something that I think is on everybody's radar. Absolutely huge. 
It was in third place last year. It has fallen to number four. But you're talking 2018, 4.6 million nine-litre cases sold. They dropped all the way to 4.2 million nine-litre cases sold, right? A decline of 8.4%. Internally, those those bells are ringing. Massive. um, I grew up with this. This is one that people at Christmas time would be selling in the pubs because the workers at the distilleries and the bottling halls had got their allowance and would then sell it on for a bit of Christmas cash. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. Can you, can you give me a, a clue? Very, 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 very famous uh, grain distillery Grouse. 20 minutes oh. from where I grew up. Grants. There you go, 100%. Yep. There you go. Blended Grants, Scotch Grants. Grants, owned by Scottish Spirits Group, William Grant & Sons, witnessed a decline of 8.4% in 2019. Grants unveiled a major brand overhaul in 2018, which included a packaging redesign, a name change from Family Reserve to Triplewood, and the launch of new expressions such as Grants Triplewood Smoky, while other products were discontinued. Hmm. There you, there you go. So Grants is figuring out. So that's it. Those are the whiskies that I have seen. We're now going into uncharted territory. Oh, there you go. Okay. Number three has oh has moved up. So Grants and this brand have swapped spots from 2018 ah, okay. Okay. Um, right. to, to 2019. And funnily enough, this brand also fell, but not by as much as Grants. If Grants fell by, what did we just say, 8.7%, mm-hmm. this brand only fell by 1.1% from 4.5 million 9-litre cases in 2018 to 4.4 million 9-litre uh, oh, okay. cases in 2019. This was one. It's a funny one. I remember getting into whiskey, and this was a, another aspirational blend. Very well known for the number of whiskies that went into it. Um, hmm. I'm not sure they're talking about the one that I remember being aspirational. It's not entirely clear. Third place in this year's top 10 goes to Pernod Ricard's... Ballantine's. Chivas Regal. Oh, Chivas Regal. There you go. That makes... Plenty of sense. Right? So so they're specifically talking about the Chivas Regal. It then has an additional sentence. The brand also launched Chivas Extra 13 American Rye, a 13-year-old Australian exclusive expression finished in ex-rye whiskey casks. Hmm. Who would Pernod Ricard be getting their ex-rye casks from? <laughs> this is getting exciting, Joshua. We're transitioning from three <laughs> to two. Oh, interesting. Two. <gasps> yeah. The I don't want to give too much away here, but the brand oh, you oh. just identified in the th- number three position, it was last year's number two, and it's this year's number two with a whopping growth of 4.6% to 7.7 million nine-liter cases. That's Ballantine's. That's Ballantine's. Yeah. Okay. okay. Holy moly. Yeah, it's a big blend, man. It's an absolutely massive blend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In Pernod Ricard's H1 fiscal 2020 results, 
the brand, Ballantines, helped to boost the group's sales and witness strong double-digit growth in Eastern Europe, Brazil and India. Mm-hmm. Ballantine's finest continue to perform well in emerging markets, particularly China. Oh, Ballantines, man. Oh, they are they are sitting on something. So if that's 7.7 million in 2019. <laughs> let's see who our number one might Oh gosh. It's, Are there any guesses, really, Jason? Like, but here's here's the thing, right? So it, yeah. it's pretty obvious who it is. But I'd like you to guess if the number two brand has seven point seven million nine liter cases globally. Mm-hmm. How many has the number one blend sold? Yeah. Get your yeah, guesses so- in at home, listeners. Have a number in yeah. mind. So first off, I'm going to go out on, on a, what I'm hoping is an incredibly strong limb here mm-hmm. and say that the number one is Johnny Walker and that you've got Johnny Red, Johnny Black, Johnny Double Black, of course, blue for the holidays because that's when that's mostly purchased. The gold, the green, and there's all sorts of different colors of the rainbow. I would say that it's probably around 10 to 12 million cases per year. You are still closer to the number two position than you are to the number one. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I do remember at one time, and this was maybe 10 years ago, there was a whole new segment, and this was before whiskey was really booming again, or as it was starting to boom again. And there was a whole thing about how Diageo finally became a million case product in the U.S. Mm, okay. Alone. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Is it 18 million? It is, yeah. If you just increase it the is same it? number again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that was wow. with a drop, right? So we've been talking about sluggish Johnny Walker sales. Right? Yeah. It fell 2.8%. Okay? And I, I should yeah. say, right, it's, it's a volume decrease. It didn't necessarily fall. It's a volume decrease of 2.8% yeah. from 18.9 million 9-liter cases in 2018 to a, a mere 18.4 million 9-liter cases in 2019. Wow. So since they earned the number one spot, we'll, we'll read their blurb here. <laughs> you, you won't be surprised to know they were number one last year as well. Mm. <laughs> um, in Diageo's preliminary results for the year ending 29 of June 2019, Scotch growth was driven by Johnny Walker, which delivered a strong performance. The blended Scotch brand reported a net sales growth of 7%. So look at that, strong 7% followed by a 2.8% decrease, right? Interesting. Um, That 7% benefited from the successful launch of White Walker by Johnny Walker, uh, inspired by Game of Thrones. In July last year, the brand ramped up its focus on highballs with a new global campaign that aims to make scotch and soda the next big drinks trend. (laughs) 
Johnny Walker also released the third blend in its limited edition Ghost and Rare series, made using stocks from the closed Highland distillery Glenuri Royale, with cheese. Oh, wow. Diageo has also invested in a global flagship visitor centre for Johnny Walker in Edinburgh, Scotland, which gained planning approval last year. So there you go. So different things going on with Johnny Walker. It's, it's always amazing to me that you can be at, you know, last year 18.9 million. And the question is, how do you sell more? Right? You're, you're selling two and a half times your nearest competitor. And it becomes, how do you sell more? How do you take on more of that market share? Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's insane to me, you know, and, and part of the reason I wanted to, to spend this time going over this with you and, and for the benefit of our, our listeners, you and I, and, and what did we do a, a few episodes ago? We looked at single casks, right? And we ought not idolize the single cask, but that's, that's the niche of a niche of a niche, maybe of a niche that you and I <laughs> occupy, right? You, you and I you know, work in and, and run our company within. And we, you know, it's nice to get out of that little minuscule bubble, that minuscule decimal point, and take a peek at 18.4 million nine-liter packs being mm. sold globally. It's, it's unfathomable, right? I cannot, I simply can't imagine what that looks like. And and maybe we'll want to close on this because we do need to get out of here, but our last One Nation Under Whiskey episode, we were talking in part about the uh, popularity of, of whiskey. Maybe it wasn't the last One Nation Under Whiskey episode. Anyway, an episode or two ago, we talked about how single malt sales, like single malt, has grown so much that where at one time it was around 5% of the overall sales of Scotch whiskey, it's now closer to 10%. Yeah. But it goes to show you that that 5%, even though it sounds incredibly small, when you compare it to the millions of, of 12 bottle cases being sold around the world of blends and single malt is taken 5% away from all of those millions of cases... 5% is actually quite a lot. Yeah, well, it's also interesting to me looking through this top 10 list and how mm. many times we said this represents a volume decrease, right? That's yeah. now whiskey that has been made in Scotland and is maturing in Scotland that was destined to go into growing blend sales that will now have to find another route to market. And mm -hmm. we'll either have to go with, you know, a distillery exclusive or, okay, let's look at adding a 10-year-old to the lineup or an 8-year-old to the lineup. You know, you, you and I have talked about it plenty. We both love Lagavulin 8-year-old. You know, how did mm -hmm. Lagavulin 8-year-old come about? Well, because Lagavulin had made more whiskey than they could stick into their blends and needed a new <laughs> line to put it into. And... Brilliant. Go. I applaud that. I'm, I'm glad as a single malt drinker that we got that. Now look mm -hmm. at Wee Beastie five-year-old. Why does Ardbeg come up with a five-year-old whiskey? Is it because they love their single malt consumers? Well, on one hand, of course they do. On the other hand, 
blends are seeing volume decrease. And so as malt whiskey drinkers, it's great to have that access. As you're saying, we're seeing an increase in percentage. There are some more lines coming to single malts and then as you and I have said for many a year, and many smarter people than us have said for many a year as well, in these slowdowns with blends and brands are looking to sell mature product, hi, I'm an independent bottler, I'll buy your casks, hi, hi, over here, don't forget <laughs> about me, hiya. Please, please, sir, please, sir. So, so, so that's, that, that's kind of, for me, what was the interest in this article? is we're looking at an industry that's continually in motion. And if one thing happens over there, it impacts things that are happening over here and over here and over here and over here. It's such an interesting industry. And Johnny Walker's loss is our gain. And I'm very excited about that. Let's get out of here on that note. You, sir, have got some wonderful editing ahead of you, and I'm excited oh. to see how you get this down to a tight 30 slash tight 35 slash tight 40. We shall see. We've been recording for seven hours. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, cheers, brother. Wonderful to spend time with you. And, Likewise. Uh, and safe, safe travels this week. I know you've got a little bit of travel. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. Colonel Clink. <laughs>